0: Welcome. You're now listening to Just Bobby T. What's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing today? I'm here today with Grady Wallace. Grady, what's up?
1: Well, I just want to say thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to a chat. Awesome.
0: Awesome. So, Grady, real quickly, before we start things off, some people have mentioned in the past that I don't really get into what is it that you do first. So, to begin things off. Kind of
1: introduce yourself and what is it that you do. Well, my name is Grady Wallace, uh, the owner of Rad Originals. Uh, I'm a Edmonton street artist and clothing designer. Awesome, awesome. So to start things off, uh, what has
0: had your attention over this last week here?
1: And it's been like all over the place. Um, Just had a release of a new clothing line at the Edmonton Raw show. And then there was this big sneaker lease. So um, something like that's really been influencing a lot of the stuff I've been doing recently. Uh, Unfortunately, I was unable to cop those sneakers. But I mean...
0: Are you talking about like, what were those? Those Air Max 90s? So the
1: Air Max 197s by uh, Sean Weatherspoon. They were uh, pretty unique, pretty loud, uh, pretty out there concept. But I think that's what I liked so much about them. Um, they're just super super rad and original.
0: <laughs> totally. And like you know what's funny? Like I saw like um I follow like a few like I guess you could say influencers on yeah. like Instagram and sort of for that drop everyone was like doing their unboxing or showcasing their new cop or what they just recently copped. and I was like damn those are like super <laughs> sweet. Yeah,
1: well I know I know Kith, that was a big store that released them. There was super, super limited. Uh fortunately nowhere in Edmonton even stocked them. There was like seventeen in Calgary. Um, but yeah, like LeBron was wearing them and a bunch of other famous people. So it's it's pretty cool, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it That's goes. that's wicked. Yeah. And
0: like even to like myself, it's kind of funny. Um my head's been so much in like the food scene. Yeah. And so like recently I just came back from Calgary, did this awesome um kind of little mini documentary around this one individual named Travis. Shout out to Travis, uh, who is doing this uh brand called the Nomad Cook. Yeah, yeah. And so just Met an awesome chef out in like New York that he brought in to like host this like guest dinner. It was super dope, super wicked. That's
1: sweet. Yeah, so, I was I was staying tuned on the social media and stuff like that. So it's cool to cool to just talk about everybody and see what they're doing. But, yeah, yeah, that's no, awesome. Completely. So tell us
0: a little bit about yourself and start from sort of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get into fashion? Or
1: even to let's take a step back. Like, where were you born? All right. Well, I was born in uh, Kamloops, BC. Uh, lived there for the first six, seven years of my life, then moved to Red Deer and then I uh, winded up in Fort Saskatchewan, uh, finished high school there. Um, yeah, art was kind of a big thing in high school for me. Uh, I stopped playing hockey in grade 11. Um, so I kind of just needed, I didn't know what to do with all my free time. I mean, when you go from hockey practices from five to six times a week and then to nothing. Um, but yeah, art, art's always been a big part of my life, but it really took off in high school. Um, with the art that I do, like I always thought spray paint was the coolest thing ever. And totally. I just never knew how to do it. And it was, it was always so intimidating because I think if you want to learn how to spray paint, you really do need a big area to work with. Yep. But then uh, Banksy, which I'm sure a lot of people know of. Uh, and for the people who don't know, just give them a little bit of context. Probably one of the biggest uh, street artists kind of out there. Something that really broke into more of the... The graffiti, it made graffiti almost to like an acceptable thing in a lot of places in the UK. Totally. Um, more people were starting to look at it as art instead of vandalism. Um, and
0: and wasn't he like one of the
1: individuals who was
0: able to basically like his graffiti work was considered like high or fine art because it was so highly demanded, so sought after, so much secrecy, and then people were cutting out his pieces
1: out of a wall and selling it for oh, yeah. tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands. There's of dollars. straight up people just taking sawzalls and just cutting it out of there, which I thought was just crazy. So I followed him really closely uh, throughout high school, and that's so, kind of what sparked uh, stenciling for me. Yeah. Um, but since then, I've really taken actually well let's go back yeah a little bit further after high school got a job out at like shell and started to work in the oil industry because okay i mean that's a pretty albertan thing to do and i got my fourth class power engineering um but then i just i just got back into art and i just really missed it and got back into stenciling and i uh there's a couple artists that i saw um one called snick it's actually a couple from the uk and then uh martin watson and something that I found very unique to them is they do heavily, heavily detailed stencils. Yeah. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. And so over the last couple of years I've been doing stencils from I remember doing my first like four layer stencil. And I was like, yeah. man, this is this is unreal. This is bomb. Like <laughs> this is this is awesome. I'm yeah. So stoked. And then since then I've been doing I did a painting with like twenty seven different stencil layers on it. Holy shit. To share. create this. So um And it, and what is like like once
0: again, what is stenciling? Because there's some people are like, "What
1: is stenciling?" Like, yeah, uh, so essentially, I take a piece of paper yeah. and I use an X-Acto knife and cut out uh, the layer or the image that I want from that paper. Um, and the really cool thing about stenciling that I find is uh, that you're you're able to repeat it. Like you okay. can kind of like the Andy Warhol feel with the soup cans. Like you can repeat the same process. Totally. Um, I actually did a mural at Southgate at Kix. and uh, okay, so I did full wall full of multicolored bears kind of yeah. that same feel to it um and that was just a five layer stencil um but the amount of detail in there was just I like it still blows me away which is kind of cool totally um but yeah i just i just love how accurate you can be with stencils yeah. um i tried you know getting into acrylics but it just just wasn't my feel to it yeah um but yeah it- you, everything's so precise with it
0: and like when you say it doesn't get you, feel like that's just in regards to you didn't like the final picture, it just didn't resonate with you more, in terms of what you consider art, or
1: more of the process. I think like I'm just more of a fan of the stencil process because um, it's really unknown until you paint it. Um, I yeah. could do a, a 15 layer portrait, um, so yeah. There's and I mean I usually start with like a darker tone and then you work your way up, and yep. every color has its layer, um, but you won't know until. It takes you thirty minutes to paint it, and you put on the last layer, and it's like, "Whoa, this turned out!" Or, <laughs> "Well, I better go back to the drawing board," kind of thing. So
0: totally. Yeah. So you mentioned that some of your work <laughs> we can find um, at Southgate or Southgate Mall's Kicks location, yeah. where you did sort of the bears in front of their entrance. Yeah. And where else can we see some of your work that you've um, done around the
1: city? The uh, probably the best place to go right now is actually the Udell Exhibitions Gallery on One Twenty Fourth Street. Um, there was, right, there was a show that I did this summer called Vignettes Yegg um, Wicked. Super awesome show. If anybody didn't go to that last year, go to the one this year. It'll be worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Lee for that. And uh, But after that, the, the gallery kind of discovered me. Um, but yeah, so I have pieces in the gallery there. Um, ATB Financial uh, at the CKUA building. There's a mural there as well. Um, and, and tell us
0: about that mural.
1: because That's one of my favorite pieces. That one was by far my biggest piece to date. Uh, that was nine feet by seven feet. Um, and if you, I mean, it's hard to kind of describe it too, if you, if you don't see the photo, but, Mm -hmm. um, to do a highly detailed piece that big with stenciling took a lot of, uh, I basically had to break down an image into a bunch of different sections, um, for it to all line up perfectly. But it was uh, it was actually a self portrait. Um, they wanted someone playing a piano, so got some photos. Uh, and a lot of my art incorporates my own photography as well. Cool. Um, and that's kind of back to the brand Rad Originals. We can talk about that later. But yeah, um, just having original content. Um, so by me going out and taking the photo and then turning that into a stencil. Totally, it's a good way to do that. Um, so wait, do you know how to play the piano? I do not know how to play the piano. <laughs> I tried learning once, like Mary Little. Had, Mary had a little lamb, and yeah. it was it didn't work it, out. It wasn't the no. So, um, but I mean, uh, it's it's not as easy to like pretend to play the piano as people may think, especially if you're trying to like rock out on one. And that's like the image. It's it's me standing up playing the piano, um, kind of that streetwear feel with like a you know a buttoned up shirt with jeans and some kicks and then a hat on um, which I know a lot of people that know me I'm pretty much always wearing a hat so um, (laughs) and then the piano itself is a grand piano and along the grand piano body is all graffitied totally um, just with kind of a mix of just randomness and just uh, ATVs in there and just other little like things that I want people to really look at when they're looking at a painting totally Um, I want paintings that I do to really stop people and you know draw them in and you know you you may not absorb it all in one sitting like you might go back there to atb two three times and find something new within the painting
0: yeah and see something like a little difference or some other nuances or see their logo or some of the colors in it and I, and I think that's dope because i mean like there was layers to um in depth into what you're doing and right. so it was interesting to kind of see that aspect and to see those little highlights thanks really awesome dope piece
1: um and even with like like cutting i guess myself out um something that i've kind of noticed in like the stenciling trend too it's um you know they people see an image and then they just they just cut that out the way i guess stencils are normally are designed on the computer yeah but i do think that i do a lot of freehand stuff within the stencils um and like the different textures even with the jeans that i was wearing you can tell that they were Oh, that's like cool. jeans and then the shirt had a different field of the jeans even though it was all spray paint and it was all monochrome and things like that yeah um and at the time i had a big beard so i you know cut out the beard but it it looked like something you could grab and it was like it was soft kind of feel to it so totally that's I really so focus cool. on having like different textures within the the stenciling and cuts itself. Yeah. So, so from start to finish,
0: when you start the whole stenciling process, or even to from when you load it up, I guess onto a computer yeah. to start to get the layers. How much time goes into one piece?
1: Well, um, kind of this whole process thing has been about twenty two years. So, yeah. in the making, <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I mean. You can ask any artist that, like, how long does it take? And I feel like most artists will probably not like that question because any time we do a piece, it's Mm. not just like, well, it took us two weeks to paint it, two weeks to cut it, or whatever, however your medium is. But, like, we think about this day and night. And something that I've noticed, too, even just being in, like, you know, a a refinery job or something like that is you go do your work and you come home and you stop thinking about it. Yeah. But with art, you may work like a 12 hour day and then you go home and you still think about it and you're like, Oh, this is a new idea. But, um, that painting itself, it was over a couple months because I mean, with a project that big, you want to make sure kind of everybody's happy and everything totally. is on the same page. And, um, but yeah, I think the, uh, the actual cutting process of that one was probably about two weeks. And then the painting oh. was, um, well, for those who haven't been to the CKUA building or the ATB uh, new the new branch, uh, you should check it out. Um, the painting probably should have taken two days, but it took me four days because it's just such a chill spot, totally. and the atmosphere is really cool. So. Awesome. Yeah
0: awesome so one of the things that i think a lot of like creatives or up-and-coming artists are super curious about is like how do you or how does one land these opportunities or gigs or projects or commissions and i'm kind of curious can you speak to a little bit about how you have been able to land some of these whether it's commissions um projects such as what you did at atb even kicks like how like what like what was the process behind that how did you nail that and can you
1: give people some like practical advice who are up and coming artists? Sure. I mean, I still am an up and coming artist. I mean, I've had a lot of really awesome opportunities in the, this last six months, eight months. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to get these opportunities sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just really striving to really be different and just do things that people haven't seen before. And even so- as far as my techniques, um, you know, and if there's other people trying to do the same thing as me, I always want to be two steps ahead of the game. Totally. Um, but it's just going and just kind of taking risks. Like, I mean, we've got that one mural saying, you know, take a risk. It's the most evident thing you, you can do or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, there's a lot of things that I've been doing right now that I just, I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't yeah. know if this is the right decision at the time, but I just do it anyways because it forces me, constantly do new things and i think that's a really big thing if you want to try and break out of the art scene is you just just workflow has to be constant and you just always have to have something new um but i mean at the end of the day people are if they like your art you're gonna go get your art um so if you stand out and you're just different and um but it's it's so the art world and the art market and (laughs) just everything is so complicated great. It's, it's just yeah
0: it's great it's unknown like i totally. mean there's no there's no like real true path to kind of navigating and like this is like step one two three four because it always changes and i'm sure each project you've sort of that you've landed almost had a different path
1: yeah in accomplishing and accomplishing and i mean Getting with it. all this stuff you kind of like start to find your voice um one thing that was really big and that kind of sparked me back in the art um was the art walk so i mean if you you want to really get your name out there then start with the art walk start with smaller fairs and things like that cool. um and then kind of work your way up um but yeah no i just think the uh the attention to detail too is a really big thing with being an artist yeah. um well i guess in my field i mean everybody's different too like and then detail in what regards like the art itself or in other more of like the overall um and I, that's something that i even work on constantly too is um just even with like Edges of canvases too. Like I think people may appreciate it more if it's just, you know, you want dirt on it. You don't, you want things to be like presented in a nice way. You want totally. if someone buys a piece, you want it to be brought in in a box. You don't want it to be saran wrapped. And okay. things like that. Like, yeah. just like little things that make people, they may not even notice it, but if you take care of your art and things like that, that yeah. makes a big difference.
0: No. And like, I mean, packaging is everything, right? Yeah. That's how we perceive value sometimes is how it's presented. Yeah. I'm sure if I, sure, have a certain product that's worth you know thousands of dollars, and I throw it in like a paper bag or yeah. a Safeway bag, and you're like, what the hell is this? But if it's a nice, beautiful
1: box, yeah. then you're like... Well, well then again, is- that might be the trend in a year. There might just be like, well, plastic bags are in. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, totally. we'll, we'll see. But um, <laughs> That's awesome. So so to move,
0: I guess, now to another aspect of your brand or sort of the projects you do is Rad Original. So tell me how that started, and where does that sit in the midst of all of your artwork and everything
1: rad started in high school um i did a painting with a ufo with like rad underneath it and i think i was just trying to think of short words because the canvas was really small and like (laughs) spray paint's really hard to work with so i was like oh what can i fit that's like a couple (laughs) letters and um but i also think like i've been saying rad for a long time i just think it's cool like i just i just want to be cool yeah and uh rad's also in my name people used to call me g rad things like that okay um but then as far as the clothing derived, like I was always a huge fan of Obey and Shepherd Ferry. Yeah. Um. Like I just loved the clothing. I liked how they had the big back logos and um, just kind of overall what he stand for. And his concept was just get it everywhere. Totally. So he'd slap stickers like all around cities and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the, and I, yeah, I, w- I wore Obey nonstop. That was kind of my brand. And then I was like, <laughs> man, I'm trying to promote myself now. Like, I want to make a brand. Like, that sounds cool.
0: So, and, and, like, and <laughs> what? how old were you when you said this? You said this is high school
1: when uh, you were
0: doing all this? or High it school
1: after? was when, like, Rad kind of, like, started. That was kind of, like, my – like, I would draw – I'd have Rad in all my drawings, and that would just kind of be hidden in there somewhere. Yeah. Rad Originals probably didn't start till like, 2016. Okay. Um, and that was just very, like, just brainstorming about ideas and things like that. And um, So, yeah, Rad Originals kind of developed and – with that was just, I just saw a lot of like trends on internet or like people would find like lion painting and then they would paint it and then they would try and sell it as their own. And I just, I don't believe in that. Like, I just so, think it's, I don't know. I just, I mean, the, the, and then there's the whole obey thing where it's like, he took Andre the giant, he took a straight up image and then he appropriated it itself. Oh, I didn't you know that's where that news yeah, came so from. It, so so okay. it's Andre the Giant and he was like flipping through like magazines or whatever and he found I think he like even told his buddy he was like you should make something out of this It's is cool and his buddy yeah. was like, no, no, I don't I don't wanna do that. Yeah. So um And just,
0: and then you know what? Like
1: I'm such a huge fan, to be
0: blunt, um, of that sort of remix of culture yeah. or of image or of artwork or whatever accordingly. Yeah. And I mean that's that's kind of like that segues into the whole music industry of how everyone takes their samples and remake into something awesome, and amazing. Yeah. And the same thing with like artwork or, or iconic images. Yeah. So many people take like a, a biggie, like, you know, a biggie oh, yeah. image and they, or their their and they remix it and make it their own. Right. And so sure yeah. it's up to
1: the end consumer, if that's dope well, or not, but I think, I think it's like doing the exact same painting and then calling it your own. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I do that a lot too. Like I find references even the, like other artists and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, I like what they did, but I want to tweak it. i to totally. make it my own. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of all with like kind of finding your voice within the, the art world and things like 100%. that. And so you
0: started off with the medium of t-shirts,
1: the, yeah, like I always like had the idea of just starting something and like even in grade nine, I was like, oh, I was talking to a buddy. I was like, oh, we should open like a clothing store. I was really into like Mitchell and S hats at the time, yeah. like snapbacks. Um, I mean, we're in Edmonton, but I I grew up in BC, so I was a Canucks fan. So I have a lot of like retro Canucks hats. Whoa, you don't want people going crazy on this thing. Right? I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, and the, the thing that I really liked about the retro Canucks stuff too was the um, the colors. Yeah. That's what I was, su- I just love the, the colors of that kind of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, I was a big, like, Mitchell and S collector. I had a lot of, like, Vancouver Grizzlies stuff. Nope. Um, But then the brand kind of went from, like, oh, I just kind of want to have my own stuff. I was like, I'm painting, and I want to rep myself. I don't want to, like, like, I appreciate every other, like, clothing brand, but I want to start, like, showcasing myself. And with a big back rat original logo, when you're, like, spray painting a mural or doing something like that, people start to, like, ask questions, and they're like, oh, what is this, and blah, 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 blah. And what's going on? so um so yeah i mean it, it's been it's been a slower process i mean the art's obviously the main focus but um this last clothing line that i did i definitely took my art and put it onto a new canvas and that yeah. canvas was the clothing
0: yeah so so tell so talk to us a lot cause like i mean I, I when i went to your show yeah. last weekend it was dope it was super wicked tell yeah. us a little about that project how did you get involved with that show and give people a little bit more context of that whole experience
1: so at the gallery the udell gallery um melissa she worked with raw before um she used to be out in toronto um raw is it's just a big showcase for a lot of artists um they've got stuff in new york like la they've got pretty much every major city in the states and then all the major cities in canada and she was like you should you should do it um well and i i guess another like it was the Crash Hotel, so I did the Playboy hoodie yeah. for that one. Um, but yeah, this this raw show, I came out with the Rat Originals Endangered Collection. Yeah, um, and that kind of—I mean, I went to Thailand and I got a lot of inspiration from that. So I mean, I saw animals, I learned a lot about like the the issues with the elephants. Um, lots of people probably don't know this, but like they go through um, the breaking process. So if someone wants to ride an elephant, they break the elephant, which means they they tie them up and they, they put them through this awful process so that they'll listen and things like that. Seriously. Yeah. See, and like people probably don't know. Cause when you think of Thailand, it's like, Oh, I want to go ride elephants. And, yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's what I wanted to go do. I was like, Oh, I want to go do that. And we started to talk to locals and they're like, it's really bad. But I mean, it's a huge industry over there as far as tourism. Totally. So, I mean, we went to like animal, um, the, uh, like elephant sanctuaries and things like that and learned about them more. And, uh, even like the tigers and the zoos and stuff like that. Like, I mean, zoos, yes, they also provide a place for animals to, um, flourish and just, just, live flourish and just, and just yeah. like, but also some can't live in the
0: wild. So, so they have to, so they become dependent to like that whole lifestyle and yeah, they'll kind of die dying. Well, and their habitats
1: are, are getting diminished too with a lot of like rainforest, uh, like just people chopping down the trees and things yep. like that. Yep. Um, and so yeah so this this rat originals endangered line kind of came up with like a mix of that um also was watching like the Fish and like hunt hunting channel one time and yeah. um i paint a lot of grizzly bears um so grizzly bears are just it's always been one of my favorite animals and the one episode that like you know was on at home or something they shot a grizzly bear and i just like i got so like deep about it because i mean like <laughs> yeah, I get the whole, like, you know, uh, hunting for food. And if you use the whole animal, I think that's, that's respectable and whatever. Totally. Um, I mean, that's a whole nother issue we can dive into, but, um, I was just like, man, I gotta, I gotta kind of bring awareness. Like, I mean, yeah, I just wanted to bring awareness to animals. So I started like diving deeper into like, um, animals and kind of learning more about them. And, um, half the time, like, people just don't know what's out there and i mean i'm yeah. guil- guilty for it all the time like i mean people are on their phones all the time but there's like big issues that need to be addressed and um so i yeah, so back to the back to the clothing line i did five new looks with five different animals um i did a baseball jersey with a tiger uh, basketball jersey with the amir leopard a denim jacket that had original artwork of great white sharks on it yep yeah. Um, spray painted long sleeve t-shirts with bumblebees and a hockey jersey with a red wolf wicked and those were all like kind of cut and sew pieces were they like screen printed or were they just like literally you did original artwork on them everything was like original artwork um the hockey jersey was a painting that i actually did previously and i turned that into like uh it's called a dst file so it's the sew pattern for the clothing so i designed everything and even the tiger logo, I took an image of a tiger. Um, that's something that's hard to like go photograph, especially in Edmonton. (laughs) But I took, you know, original, uh, photo of a tiger and then transform that into the logo, which is wicked then into the the stitch pattern. And Um, so are you
0: going towards like more, like are you doing men and women's fashion, just men's fashion? Like what's the area that you're focusing on? I
1: think the, the fashion that I'm doing, um, it's just kind of unisex. Like, I just think everybody should just be able to rock it however they want. Totally. Um, so for the fashion show, I only had girls modeling the clothing. Um, they all kind of wore it as dresses, but I'm wearing the wolf Jersey right now. Um, and the, the style is very street. Um, I love streetwear. Um, yeah. I just think it's, there's just so much culture behind it and just, it's all art. Like it really is pieces of art that people can wear. Yeah. um, but, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to bring awareness to these animals because, and a lot of these ones that I did were all well four of them are apex predators in the food chain, and what does that mean so <laughs> yeah, so they're so they're top of the line, I mean there's nothing that will essentially eat them in the food chain, okay, um and now, what I learned was that if if the absence of apex predators happens, the entire ecosystem will collapse, so like the prey or the things like that will like overpopulate and there'll be like less plants for like everybody to eat and then like disease will spread and smaller predator it just it'll be an imbalance and i don't think a lot of people realize this like even sharks um that's that's apex predator of the ocean and they'll just be like overcrowding um so yeah i was just really trying to just show people like you need to look after these animals because once this happens, everything's going to go just in the wrong direction. (laughs) So uh, even the bumblebees that I did, um, there's a specific species of bumblebees that are um, critically endangered in the States and some in Canada. And I think there was a quote by Albert Einstein, correct me if, well, I'm not, this is loosely interpreted, (laughs) but um, I think he said, uh, you know, if the bumblebees go, it's, uh, three to four years before like all the food sources are gone and just
0: totally because of all the cross-pollination that they do and yeah. things like that and well no, and, and I've and I've seen a few different like documentaries that speak to as those decline or as the bees just all die yeah. we're all dead
1: well since like I think it's like 2006 or something around there like in the last 10 years beehive population has gone down by 50 percent 40 to 50 yeah. percent which is crazy um, and one in every three bites that you take is because of a bumblebee so huh one or three bites of anything i eat? Pretty much. So huh. if you take a bite of a sandwich or something, i mean lettuce is from that, like tomatoes, just everything, but even if you think about cows and stuff like that, if you lose all your all your crops and things like that for them to eat, it's totally. because of the bumblebees. So um and everybody's like, "Oh, well, you know, like pesticides and things like that are they're helping them, like certain people make money." Yeah. But it's going to cost more money for people to try to fix bumblebees going extinct. Totally. So, um, and and that's shit, man. Like that's super fascinating that you're
0: like kind of like how this collection, you know, is relevant to what's happening, you know, obviously in life right now. Yeah, and that's it's cool that you kind of picked that direction to move the brand. Yeah. So do you kind of see yourself kind of? Is, this, is that, like, going to be, like, a foundation around where Rad Originals goes? Are you just testing to see what happens? Or is this going to be just, like, for this collection?
1: Um, well, I mean, the animals, I did, like, a Harpy Eagle. Um, I did another show with Glenn Ronald, um, and it was animals out of their habitat. So I kind of had, like, a feel to that, like, already with, like, just okay. animals being pushed out of their their natural habitat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really think that this is a really cool concept, um, but I'm going to keep this limited with the clothing that I'm selling for this. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, even with streetwear too and like uh, street art, it's kind of just, you know, if there's certain issues in the world, that's what people kind of focus in around that time. Totally. Um, but And
0: that, that kind of, that's what makes, I mean, that's what makes it dope and cool. Yeah. Is that through these mediums, whether it's your fashion clothing or even to the artwork that you're doing, you're telling what's relevant in the streets right now. What, what's relevant in the world right now? What's relevant to you yeah.
1: as a creator? So I think that's super dope. Thanks. Um, yeah, and even with like part of the uh, like certain like the the basketball jersey with the leopards. There's only 57 of those leopards left in the wild. So there's like a 57 on the jersey, um, oh, and I cool. wanted everything to be super like almost like NBA quality. And like I wanted yeah. everything to be like oh like that's that's top of the line kind of thing. Totally. Um, but, uh, and then each Jersey has a patch on it, kind of explaining about the animal and like what's going on. It's all positive. I don't want it to be like, well, this many are killed every, like, I think that just kind of sends a wrong message to people. So how do you spin it positive? Like, um, give me me an example. So for the, like, like I said, with the bumblebees that the one in three food bites are because of bumblebees every year. And, um, it was more of just like positive facts and like how we need them. Um, the shark zoo is about how they're top of the line and or um, apex predators and yeah. without them that there would be kind of a collapse. Um, but there is like 100 million sharks killed every year due to shark finning and like shark fin soup, which really? it's a crazy number, like 100 million. And then like, oh, how do you think they're going extinct? But I mean, if that happens every year, it's going to happen <laughs> real quick. Totally. Um, but yeah, and then the sharks get their fins chopped off and then just thrown throw back in the, the ocean. To die. Yeah. So... Okay um so even the fashion show like i had a video made up um and it kind of started out with a phone call um and the phone call you know started out with like um or it hit a voicemail and it was like you reach the people of the world we're busy on our phones right now but we'll just text you back kind of thing okay and where, where
0: where can people see this video
1: um i'll link it on well we can link it on your facebook cool, and then we'll, we'll yeah. go from there but um it is kind of sad because I mean, I rely heavily on technology to do my art and do, um, uh, just like kind of get the message out there. Yeah. But there's a lot of times too where it's just almost not in a positive way where people are, you know, it's just like that binge. Yeah. And, uh, which I think is kind of sad because I mean, yeah, I stepped back for a second and I started to do research on these animals and, um, kind of like wow like i had no clue up until i really kind of started to develop this idea how serious things can get yeah um but even just rad originals as a brand like back to the original clothing it started out with just just basic logos on on clothing um totally and just like kind of about that lifestyle just that lifestyle respect. yeah um and i do want and i think the people that have been buying the stuff they can relate to it whether that's you're in music Photography, skateboarding, like whatever you do, I think Rad Originals is a brand that can really, you can really relate to because everybody wants to be their own person, but they all want to be different. Totally, um, and people just want to be cool. People want to be accepted in like their totally. their area and things like that. So and what, and what
0: they kind of care about, and like and kind of with that being said, I'm curious for yourself, like where do you find yourself? spending the most time as you mentioned like on social media yeah. like are you always on instagram facebook are you always snapping like where where do you find yourself living
1: the most instagram and- by far um i didn't even get facebook till like a couple of years ago so i'm like i'm oh, still like yeah. i'm still like kind of a noob with it but yeah um snapchat kind of went dead after the uh after the instagram update with all the stories, stories? and stuff because i so you left you left Snapchat, you know I still have him. it but it's more like personal kind of like stuff. I okay. don't really do a rad originals on that. Um but I think you can reach a bigger audience with Instagram. Um and it's so, it's more of a business platform as well. Like yeah. you can you can show what you're selling or you can show what you're trying to do and uh yeah, so that's it. Yeah.
0: Wicked, wicked. So um, I guess as we kind of draw this to an end, I'm kind of curious, where are you going right now towards with your artwork and where are you going with like Rad Originals as a brand? <laughs> and uh, what is what does the future look like?
1: Um, there is potential. Um, and I, I don't really like to kind of talk about stuff that isn't set in stone yet. So, um, I, I keep things pretty close to my heart kind of thing until it's like I got the A-OK. Stuff you could share with us. So. Yeah. Um, so there's potential for maybe like collaborations in Toronto and like other things like that. Cool. Um, yep. I would love to do more murals around the city. Um, I know Russ magic's coming up in the, the summer. Yeah.
0: 2018. Yeah. So excited for that. <laughs> me too.
1: So I wanted to get into that last year, but I just didn't have experience in murals. So I painted like five or six murals since then. Um so yeah, I hope hopefully this year I can get into that. Um I You know, mentioned before that you're doing like a smaller show this Saturday and what show is that? Yeah, that's with uh River City Tile Company. Um so that's just they're showcasing a lot of Edmonton and actually I think there's a lot of em- or just artists from just around. I don't I know if it. it's Canada or um the London. world. Yeah. But um so I've got that show going on. Um super stoked for that a lot of amazing artists there. And then I've got a gallery show with Udell on the 7th, I do believe. Okay. Um, Wicked. and then, yeah, so hopefully this summer will be focused on like murals and things like that. Um, and then in November I'll actually have my own solo show with the Udell gallery Wicked. and I am planning something just crazy, um, for this. I'm really just like to go above and beyond with anything I do. Totally. Um, so this is going to be a really cool concept for a show. Um, so just kind of stay tuned whether you can follow me on Instagram. I'm, I post most daily kind of stuff, especially yeah. updates on my, uh, on my story, um, but uh, like, there's, there's just so much going on that I try to just one step at a time, and it's totally. so easy to get overwhelmed. Um, but even with the brand Rad Originals, like, I really want to bring awareness to these animals at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to really start focusing on more of the crazier streetwear kind of style instead yeah. of just like the plain Rad Originals. I mean, I'll keep doing that stuff, but
0: um, You're diving more into more so like cut and sew programs and pieces that are like, I guess, the staples, like the jackets, potentially pants, yeah. shirts and things like that and jerseys. Yeah, the yeah, I
1: love the jersey kind of yeah. idea just because it's something that people just don't wear. Like you Wicked. don't really see people wearing hockey jerseys as like a fashion statement. Totally. Um, but I mean, even like we were talking about shoes earlier, like I'm very new to this, but I think the shoe world is very cool. And 100% i mean this whole street where it's each piece is just like a piece of art and like there's certain pairs of shoes that are i probably wouldn't wear those because they're they're ugly as like maybe like an outfit kind of choice but i mean and that's also in my opinion but they're really cool is like the whole story behind the shoe and like where they came from and why they picked these materials totally because like what's happening like on the brig rage
0: and i forgot the gentleman's name but louis vuitton just appointed a new um men's uh whatever lead designer or person who's heading louis vuitton's men's line and this individual comes from the background of like streetwear culture and things like that so there a lot of things are now being talked about how streetwear is like bridging you know like high fashion and then just sort of seeing what that looks like or plays out
1: to being in terms
0: of changing the whole fashion scene so it's exciting times and that yeah. whole culture of things
1: i know it's and it's that is a little bit scary too just kind of being like a small fish in a big pond um because i mean you have these brands that are just they uh well i even noticed this with my my clothing line was uh lacoste actually just came out with an endangered species thing so they replaced (laughs) the uh the alligator with the uh endangered species and they only made like a certain run for that many really but so i was like man that's like bad timing but at the same time it's (laughs) It's you good know, to
0: like, it's, it's part of, it's relevance.
1: Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. was really cool about that. But it's also like, you know, when, when you get a budget and that's what I'm really excited to do, like, I mean, I'm still, still kind of on the come up and things like that and I'm trying to make things on a budget just cause you know, you're an artist and, um, I'm full time trying to do art as a, as a daily thing. But, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to just do a project where I just kind of, I'm able to go all out and uh,
0: totally, and just Duke s- sort of what, what your i heart can come with, yeah. So, wicked, wicked. So, where can people if people want a piece right now, yeah. like they're looking at you, they see the jersey you're wearing, like I want that off your back now. Where can they, how can they buy it? Where can they contact you? What's best, the
1: best way? Best way to do that is at uh my Instagram, G underscore rat Originals. Um we can do the link in bio there. Yeah. And uh <laughs> But uh yeah, we we've got, I've got a website, RadOriginals.ca, but that's cool. been under construction. Um it's just not perfect yet. So I wanna I wanna update and have all the new clothing on there. Um but yeah, Instagram DM me, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Cool. Um any art pieces, go to Udell Gallery on one twenty fourth street. Cool. But uh yeah, dope dope so thank you for coming down
0: and having this conversation no I, this problem. was super dope super awesome to kind of hear a little bit more insights in the whole fashion and art industry and thank you for coming on the show sir
1: thanks so much for having me
0: alright it's like a long lull for the delay <laughs> alright <I> <laughs> everyone so peace until next time thank you for tuning in to getting 360 with just Bobby T if you are on Facebook live. I would really appreciate it if you hit that share button. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it and appreciate it and would have so much respect if you could leave a rating. So many more podcasts to come and I appreciate you guys listening. Peace.